0: Thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode 11 of Coaching Connections with Marcus Alvarado. On today's episode, we have Coach Brad Lacey of Churchill High School in San Antonio, Texas. We also have Coach Brian Penna of Somerset High School in Somerset, Texas. We also have Mr. Chase Shannon in the background uh, filming a new segment for the local news station. We appreciate the love. We appreciate the support. Make sure you guys go check us out on all the social media platforms. And, and show some love. Show all these coaches love. They're they're, they're sharing the stories and, and the passion for the game and for the profession. Uh, we appreciate it. Episode eleven: Coach Lacey, Coach Penna, Let's get after it.
1: Now there it is. Right, um, what's happening? Somerset Pride. Yeah, you know you can't come in here with T-shirts and and whatnot like the other like the school Zoom meetings. So yeah.
0: Well, I, I know you got a couple meetings uh, after this, uh, Penna, so we'll, we'll get it rolling. We'll get in, we'll get out, and, and get you okay. back to your lives and your families. You good with that? Yes, sir. Coach Pena, I'm Brad Lacey. It's good to, good to see you. Uh, you guys kind of broke up there. Y'all are good? Yeah, I'm good. Well, let's get rolling. We got Coach uh, Brad Lacey from Churchill High School and Coach Brian Penna from Somerset. I just want to thank you guys for taking time to to come and talk and hang out with us for a little bit.
2: Thanks for the invite, Marcus. Glad to be here.
1: Yes, this is a great deal that you're putting on. It's uh, I'm I'm glad that you invited me to 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 join in.
0: Well, thanks, uh, Brian. I appreciate you as always. Uh, let's talk a little bit about about this whole COVID situation. How are you guys holding up? What are y'all doing during your day day to day routines? Things that keep you sane? That kind of stuff.
1: Coach Lacey, you first.
2: Uh, yeah. Um uh, you know, it's, it's obviously presented a unique challenge. Um, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think when this thing first began, it was, um, you know, I kind of approached it like it was nice to have a little bit of extra rest, but then you kind of start to figure out what, what are we going to do here and uh, start to go a little bit crazy. Um, I, I think for me, we, we've had a special, uh, we, we have a special needs son. Um, I've got a 12 year old with autism. So we had to kind of figure out he's he's nonverbal and and thankfully we've still had therapies for him Uh, But the hours on that have changed and so my wife and I've kind of have uh, had the challenge of of kind of tag teaming on him and and trying to uh, Make sure he's taken care of but it's also presented a challenge as far as the the things that we need to get done for school and work Um, my wife works for Northeast uh, ISD also and so there's certain things we got to take care of. And so we've kind of had to tag team to get him taken care of. So that's kind of been our focus. Um, uh, we've, we've started some, we we're doing a, a book study with our players uh, right now um, for our team. We started that about four or five weeks ago and uh, that's been good. That, that was something I needed to do kind of for my own sanity, I think. So uh, I think the players have enjoyed it. It's, it's been good, but uh, that, that's kind of, uh, but but I will tell you, Marcus, the the days and the weeks just kind of start to run together.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm constantly asking uh, my wife or even my kids, like, uh, "What was today again? Is it Thursday? Is yeah. it Friday?" Yeah. You know, just kind of fly by and, and they get all mixed up.
1: How are you doing over there, Coach? Pena? Um, you know, you can only clean. You can clean so much. Um, you can walk the neighborhood. You can jog the neighborhood so much. Uh, just trying to find a routine, you know, um, I think talking to the other teachers on our weekly zoom meetings um, It's kind of like when we get back to some sort of normalcy Can we as teachers like a day-to-day routine of, of getting up going to work doing our jobs because it's hard enough just to get online um, work with our students um, Put together our work because um, like for myself uh, i take care of kind of things for the background of the teachers uh putting uh the the digital side of we not the digital side but the the packet side of it together getting it back to the school so then they can run the packets out for the kids um so it it's 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 a whole new world right now um but trying to find a, a day-to-day routine is is and it's the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again um, but I like the idea of Coach Lacey, what he said about the book study, uh, you know, because right now the chat has been an ongoing chat since the uh, the, the the Jordan documentary with my kids. Um, it's kind of like um, I got three kids pro Jordan and then like 12 kids pro LeBron James. So it's, it's a constant feud. And I mean, the feud can start at 10 o'clock at night or at 6 o'clock in the morning, and it's an it's ongoing battle. So that's the only thing that really gets me going um, a lot of days, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to be able to uh, solve that issue of, of who's the greatest, right? I mean, people are going to argue to the blue in the face for one or the other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I am pro-Jordan, just an FYI.
1: Most yeah. <laughs> definitely.
0: Let's talk about your childhood. Uh, Where'd you grow up? Uh, What were some of the influences in your life that uh, led you down this path of education
1: and coaching? Well, um, born and raised right here in San Antonio, Um, you know, kind of not, I'm going to say the inner west side, but on the outskirts, uh, Penn Road, um, Marbach area, kind of moved further out. The older I've got um, was supposed to have gone to John Jay, uh, was part of the first four-year cohort of business careers uh high school um the 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 guy that inspired me the most um to basically the career that i'm in um is coach robert jacklidge uh superintendent doctor Um, i call him senator jacklidge because the guy can talk you out of your shoes if you wanted to and you didn't even know you gave him. um the guy is phenomenal when it comes to just uh education besides basketball just education alone um he's a, a fantastic teacher um that 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 guy right there inspired me and um throughout my playing career I was fortunate enough to play for people like him um coach Hayes at Oklahoma Christian University um and then transferred down uh, back here to play my last three years at uh, Texas Lutheran University for uh coach Schuler who um was a different type of coach, uh, probably one of the hardest people um, that I've ever played for. But at the end of the day, I mean, if, if there was somebody that rounded out the person I am today, um, as far as my career is concerned, it was that guy right there because uh, – how can I put this? Um, he's, you know, his, his philosophy was um, I'm going to teach you how to be a man first and then I'm going to teach you about basketball second. And I think, you know, everybody that has ever played for him can, can stand and say, yeah, I, I, I'm a man. I am a, a, as a man, um, today because of him. Yeah.
0: Nice. That's some powerful influences. It like you have. Coach Lacey. Yeah.
2: Um, I, I, we, uh, we moved around a little bit growing up. Um, I was born in Houston. We moved to San Antonio, um, actually about a mile from where I live now, um, in the, uh, Churchill attendance zone. And, and, uh, uh, but then we moved um, uh, moved to Houston, and then we moved. Uh, I went to high school all four years at Victoria High, mm-hmm. uh, back when there was a Victoria High, um, before they consolidated and now split into East and West. Um, uh, played for uh, Coach Mike Smith at Victoria High School, who uh, went into the T-, T Hall of Fame about about three or four years ago. And, uh, coach Smith had a tremendous influence on me. He's probably the, the greatest competitor, um, I've ever known. Um, but when I started to go into coaching, he also, um, gave me some great advice. And he said, you know, he said, Brad, you're not going to want to do, um, everything the way I do it, you know? And he said, you're, you're going to want to find, you know, find your way and find your niche. And, um, uh, you know, you know, I, I think I did learn, uh, a lot of how I did want to do things, but a lot of things I didn't want to do. Um, And uh, he was very supportive uh, along the way in that, Um, you know, I've been fortunate. I went to Howard Payne university and was able to, uh, to play for a little while, but then I got on as a student assistant. I really enjoyed that. Kind of helped me see, you know, what coaching was all about before I was even out of college. Um, You know, I I was fortunate. I, Churchill's the seventh school I've been at, um, but when I was an assistant, um, I was fortunate to work for a couple of um, great head coaches, Kimball McCone, um, who's the the head coach at Bernie Kimball's, uh, one of my best friends in this business, and um, I was Kimball's assistant for three years out in Uvalde, and uh, years ago, this is this is uh, over twenty years ago now, and uh, met my wife there in Uvalde, and um, and then. Uh, became a head coach at a, a, a couple of small schools um, uh, had, had a lot of fun coaching at a little place called Utopia um, mm-hmm. out, in the, out in the hill country and then when I came back to Madison I was fortunate to, uh, to become John Valenzuela's assistant mm-hmm. uh, when he was at Madison and the first year I was there um, was the second of their two years going back to back to the state tournament and uh, so you know, you know. I think is is uh, Coach Pinemans mentioned some influences. I I think those two guys, Kimball McCone and John Valenzuela, um, were tremendous influences on me. Um, not just as not just as a, a basketball coach, but 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 as a man. I think those two guys are just um, do it the right way, um, and, and they're great. They're great people.
0: Well, uh, both both of them are outstanding guys. Definitely a uh, class act. Ben, uh, talk about your journey a little bit, coaching wise. You know, where did you get your start up until this point?
1: Well, I've uh, you know started teaching and coaching um, back in two thousand, and uh, been at Somerset all twenty years. Um, uh, basically, came in. Um, JB York uh, was the principal at the junior high um, when I where I started teaching. But at the same time, he was a principal. He was the assistant coach, or kind of like a co-head coach at the high school. At the time, Somerset was with the original three A, I guess you could say. And the superintendent said, "Look, you know, once your son graduates, you need to like simply be, you know, um, administration." And so, after his son graduated, they were looking for an assistant, a strictly an assistant basketball coach. And I just got done uh, at the time. Coach Zimmerman was the boys' head coach, and um, and he. And Coach Jacklich, uh, were friends, you know, over many years. And, of course, he, he watched me play uh, back when I was at Holmes. And, you know, one thing led to another, gotten the job. Um, so back in 2005, when I was ready to, you know, um, I guess you can say leave the nest and go get my first head job, I was offered a head position at Del Rio. And um, I really, really didn't want to leave. But uh, the athletic director at the time came back and said, look, um, we have a u- unique opportunity. How about you stay? We'll make you the boys' head coach. Coach Zimmerman um, is, is is about two or three years away from retirement. He's done uh, some girls' head coaching at Antonian, won a state championship there. He will be the girls' head coach. You be his assistant on the girls' side. You be the boys' head coach. He'll be your assistant on the boys' side so that was a really really fun two years um we we started basketball at that time school started for us at like seven forty five in the morning ended about three o'clock so we started practice at 3 15 ended practice about 7 30 went from girls to days and so uh we we built we had a lot of basketball and i found uh, uh a, a unique situation to where um how to put this the, the, those the way we ran things um, Zimmerman oversaw the offense, I oversaw the defense on both both, in both programs. So I really wanted to see you know what can, can we win uh, what we run on the boys side with the girls? And so we had a lot of success um, on the girls side and the boys was coming off a horrible season um, the, the year uh, after um, took over. so we were just starting but um, took over in 2006 or uh, yeah the fall of um 2006 basically and been the the boys head coach um ever since so I've, I've not um jumped around um have had some opportunities to leave as an assistant but I really um have enjoyed um Somerset um I've enjoyed our success um and I think after our state run a couple of years ago I, I've really looked at my career and said you know what I'm 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 more of a one-school, small-town, you know, uh, coach. And, I mean, if we grow into a 5A and consistently, consistently stay at a 5A, this is where I'm, I'm meant to be. I mean, if, if, if it's not at Somerset down the road, it's definitely at a small school.
0: So both of you guys have made trips to the state tournament, sounds like. Uh, talk about that experience a little bit. Not all coaches are as fortunate to, to, to be there and, and to get to experience something like that. Just talk about that a little bit. Well, I was,
2: uh, I was fortunate um, also uh, to be on a team um, my junior year as a, as a player in high school that went and lost in the 5A uh, state tournament. And that was an interesting year uh, because um, it was two, uh, 5A was the largest classification, and the, the 5A state championship was Victoria and Longview. So there was not a uh, we had beaten a a Metroplex, uh, Fort Worth, Fort Worth O.D. Wyatt in the semifinals, and I don't remember who Longview had had beaten. uh, But we had beaten Marshall and Clark in the regionals to get out, and it was the first time a non-San Antonio school, you know, had represented in a while. Um, It was the first time, um, you know, in, in a long time that that you had two. Two teams that weren't from the major metropolitan, you know, major metropolitan cities, make it to, uh, you know, make it there. Um, uh, you know, I, I was I was one of those guys that, uh, uh, you know, was probably the I was probably the the seventh man on a team that played six, uh, so uh, I had the best uh, seat in the uh, in the gym. But you know, I I think um, you know the experience of, of walking down the tunnel at the Irwin Center you know, as a, you know, as a, as a 16, 17 year old kid, and then the excitement of doing it, you know, doing it again as, as an assistant coach with, with Madison, um, what was, was the same, but I will say I, the, the thing I remember, um, about, about when we went at Madison was just, you know, the grind of the season, you know, you, you're almost so exhausted I, and coach penn I, I don't know how it was for you a couple of years ago but you you're almost just so exhausted you can't even uh enjoy it as much uh you you're relieved um, but but it, it it been the season had been such a long grind um you, you know there, there's a relief to be there um, but but maybe not the end you know I think if I could go back I would try to stoke it in a little bit more
1: coach Pena, yeah. the the you know, I, talking put this state, we got pieces, you know, that that team, uh, I look at state teams, um, either you're a, a Silsby, like you're just a powerhouse, um, or you're a, a one of those teams that as um, a system team that the system works and you're going to just make it run, or like us, I think we were that, that pieces to a puzzle team, and if you can get those pieces together at the right time, you can make your run. And um, we, had, uh, we had a 6'10 kid that transferred in as a sophomore, but he'd lived in Somerset all of his life. Um, and he was at St. Anthony's, and, and then uh, just, you know, parents decided we're moving him back to Somerset. Um, and then we had uh, our athletic director's kid, uh, Danada Dingleman, our quarterback, about six five six six big kid, um, who was just coming off of a foot injury a sophomore year, so he missed all of his uh, sophomore year for athletics. And so, of course, we had probably top five-point guard in the, in the region, in my personal opinion, and as Isaiah Rivera. So, I mean, we, we struggled a little bit from here and there um, off of a team that went and lost in the regional semis without Isaiah Rivera the year before. So, uh, once we got to the regional tournament and we played uh, – we had to play Brazosport, in the year before, they finger-drummed us by 30. And I told our guys going into that game, I said, listen, you beat them. I don't care if it's going to be o- Oso or if it's going to be Bernie. You're going to state, but you're, you're going to have to get by Brazosport. And so, of course, we beat Brazosport and we, we beat Oso. Um, but like Coach Lacey said, yes, it was a tiring run. Um, after we, and I tell you what, after we beat Brazosport um, and we got on the bus and we're headed back to our hotel and we feed the kids, um, I turned my phone on and my phone is blowing up. It's it's blowing up with text messages. Congratulations, coach. If you need anything, I've got numbers I don't even recognize. Um, my huddle, my huddle app is blowing up. I'm getting um, videos sent to me from about this is what you need for also blah 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 da da. And so, and as soon as we feed the kids, get them to bed. My assistant coaches and I, um, I think by eleven o'clock, you know, we take about three to four pieces of film a piece. We're up until about four in the morning breaking down film, trying to find some sort of consistency. So, um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very tiring, but it's a, I mean, it's, it's a fun experience. I mean, there's just story after story about that run. Um, I mean, we're in the Alamo dome and um, I'm getting stopped by an SAPD officer. That was a Somerset grad, just, Hey coach, you know, just here to watch, you know, congratulations and, and good luck to you guys. And so that, it was a, it was a fun run. And um, I'm hoping before my career is done that can go and do it at least one more time. So, and then one other thing that, that I find interesting, um, uh, somebody else I, I felt to mention uh, that, that has shaped my career that I've known since I was a kid because my dad has done a lot of business with him over the years, who's now retired. Coach Osterman, that was at Taft, who'd mm-hmm. made his many runs at state. Um, I had talked to him because, um, of course, his his runs and something that he uh, had to remind me. He he said, you know, you got to understand and take this into perspective. Um, so many coaches have been to regional tournaments, and you've already done that now three times, and take that to how many coaches have been to the state. And, you know, coaches have been doing this for 30 years and haven't been to the regional tournament, more or less, state. And when you sit there and you think about that, that's, that's huge. That's like, wow, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got to soak it up as best and as much as you can when you're there.
0: Let's talk a little bit about – I don't want to assume that you guys have both watched the Jordan documentary up to date. I know you were talking about it, Pena. I don't know if Coach Lacey, you've been keeping up?
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Right, so you saw the video this weekend when it showed uh, Jordan getting a little emotional. He's talking about pushing his teammates. But in the video clip, it shows him running those sprints and, and winning those sprints and, and, and being the leader in that sense. And not only just, uh, I guess, barking the commands, but, but living up to his own expectations and setting the example. I mean, what are ways you think that some of our, our young athletes would you get away from watching a clip like that?
2: Well, you know, it, um, one of the things um, I'm actually using that quote because uh, I've got it right here because I'm going to use it with my guys on our on our Zoom team meeting on Thursday. You know, he said when he says winning has a price, leadership has a price. Um, I pushed people when they didn't pushed. Um, I challenged people when they didn't want to be challenged. But I never asked them to do something I wasn't willing to do myself. You know, I, I think like what we're going to talk about on Thursday is, you know, is the difference between your comfort zone and your growth zone. And I, you know, and how that to me, that quote really showed how, you know, he wasn't afraid to, to push outside that comfort zone, but he was going to take guys with him. Mm -hmm. And, um, and and I, I think just the, the, the accountability um, that he demonstrated um, you know, obviously, it, it, you know he was a teammate that was was probably tough to deal with. But it, you know, he, he talked about he was tough to deal with because he just had a standard of excellence, and he and he was gonna he was gonna take those guys with him. And uh, I, I I think it's just great that um you know Marcus uh, I, I I know I'm I'm probably the older guy on this uh, deal today. Uh, but, you know, I remember those teams. You know, to me, that like the age our guys are at now, well, that's where I was. You know, I was a high school kid. You know, I graduated in 93 from high school. So I, I remember these teams. You know, I'm, I'm in high school and college and probably watching more NBA just like our guys do now. Yeah. And so I think it's just awesome that our guys can see, see this and, um, and get such a I think it's really well done. Um, I enjoy the flashbacks, you know, that they do in it. And, and I, I think it's, I think it's tremendous, but I, I think just the, the accountability piece and, and how he was going to push his guys outside the comfort zone. That, that's what I'm going to talk about with my guys at least.
1: Well, yeah. And that's the number one deal is the accountability piece. Um, you know, we had, a uh, our Marky Soto, my point guard this year who'd been on varsity since he was a sophomore, um, you know, was part of that state team, you know, he, he had some key minutes, um, his sophomore year. Um, and of course as a junior, he was part of, you know, a six and 24 team, you know, from, from one of the best teams to one of the worst teams. Um, and then did a fantastic job as a senior, as a leader. And then, you know, like Jordan in that clip where he's, he's leading the way in those sprints. Um, you know, not only is he leading the way in those sprints, Marky, but, he's also pushing those other guys. He's not just, you know, let's get after it. Let's go. He's also rooting. Let's go. Let's finish. Let's push it. Let's push it. And then, you know, that to me, um, it spreads. It's, it's it's something that, that grows on everybody. That's something that pushes everybody. That's something that, that, that first guy off the bench to the last guy on the bench, you know, it just, it, it motivates everybody to, to want to, to get better, to push, you know, first one in the gym, last one out the gym type of situation as well. So, um, it, it, it shows the leadership. Um, and yeah, Mike, uh, you know, MJ, you could tell was somebody that, um, it was tough to play with, but like he said, you know, um, I, I want to win and this is the way to, to go about doing this the way i want to do it. And so, you know, you're just going to have to deal, you know, uh, it's hard. You can't really put a price on the value of uh,
0: peer leadership, right within the group. Oh, and okay. the guy willing to uh, to take on that role. You know, the kids respond so so well to it. I mean, us as coaches, we're going to be on the kids. We're going to do our jobs. But well, when it comes from within the program, that's when you end up having special teams like like the teams you're talking about that like, go to state and make those runs because they have that that peer leadership. Let's talk a little bit about sharing athletes. I know. Uh, you guys have mentioned, uh, like Coach Pendle, you had a one heck of a quarterback on your team uh, during that state run, who was you know, highly recruited. And, and Coach Lacey, I mean, I might be wrong, but maybe, did you not have a, a baseball player on your team as well uh, a few years ago? That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, you know, we we've
2: had um, uh, we our our quarterback this year um, played for as you know was a three year Letterman um, for basketball too um and, and baseball so so yeah we, we um yeah we, we definitely share so
0: so let's talk about i guess the the keys to y'all's uh, being able to do this so successfully and and, uh, and working through those things well
1: well i mean i've being a small school i mean that's what we always do i mean we do nothing but share and i think the the, the our most excellent Successful years is when we do have a high number of athletes. I don't say high number, but at least about five or six kids that come from football um, that that play a good number of minutes um, for us. Um, that's some of our better years because they're really good athletes. I mean, Isaiah Rivera, again, um, you know, top five point guard in the area. Um, he was he was our leading wide receiver in receptions and touchdowns perfect example of the first year um, we went to the regional tournament um, not my first year well at least as far as my coaching career um, we when we had a five out uh, five out five and five out system um, we had five football players that uh, that I rotated in um, that could flat out play some basketball Uh, you know quarterback two wide receivers uh, free safety and a tight end Um, so I think what's key to, to sharing is, um, and I'm not going to lie is a, is a, a football coach that's willing and wanting to share. And I think a football coach that's understanding of how much basketball is going to help his, his players, um, and football, um, is going to be key, uh, as well, and, and to also show that we do spend our, our time in the off – not in the off season, but in the, um, in the regular season. We, we do spend our time in the weight room more. We do spend that time or allow that time to let our football players get in the weight room as well during basketball season. Um, so, Sonny Detmer is probably one of the biggest uh, – probably my biggest supporter um, is when it comes to basketball. So, we have never had a problem of sharing. As a matter of fact, I get to keep my guys an extra two weeks after the season is over with. So, um, and then whenever the governor's ready to release, um, we'll get, our, we'll get our couple of hours of, um, gym time with our guys, um, as well. So, yeah, I think, I think that is the biggest deal is is the relationship with our head football coaches.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would completely, um, you know, echo that in that, uh, you know, with this is like, we're in the relationship business. Um, and, um, I've been fortunate, um, you know, Ron Harris, our athletic coordinator at Churchill, is um, – he, he's his biggest supporter of all the programs. And, uh, you, you know, I it, and it works both ways because he's going to support us. But but I can tell you what, um, you know, uh, every Friday or here in Northeast when we play Saturday nights, too, I mean, I, I want our football team – it just – you know, when our football team um, can have a good year – it really, it really kind of gets the momentum going. Uh, um, and since they're the, you know, they're the first sport uh, of the year in the fall, it, it's, uh, you know, I want, I always want to see him do well, and he wants, to, he wants to see us do well, and success breeds success, and um, uh, I, I just think that it, it really like, like to echo Coach Penna, um, it's really all about the relationships and and working, not just working for, but working with with good people.
0: Yeah. Most memorable games that off the top of your head that you've been a part of as a coach or a player, you know, nothing too in depth. Just the uh, most memorable game for you guys.
1: I don't know beating McCullum the first time. No, <laughs>
0: We got you back the next year, right? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, you did. yeah, you did. That wasn't really it.
2: A- was Um, Most memorable game for me would be a uh, – uh, this is my second year at New Braunfels Canyon. Um, it was a second-round game against Austin McCallum. And I think they were ranked like number seven in the state or something. They were good. I mean, they were really good. And uh, uh, we played out of our minds. Our, our We had an all-region guard named Sean Tollinger, and he hit seven threes in the first half. And uh, we win this game, and, and you know, I, I think at this point, um, you know, we got a chance. Like, we, we got a chance to go to the state tournament. Um, but – uh, we, we played Cedar, Cedar Park next, who ended up beating Lanier um, in the regional semis, and they beat Bernie Champion in the regional finals. And we had beaten Lanier earlier that year, and, and uh, we had a really big team. But, um, you know, what? That also we lost to Cedar Park the next game and shot, you know, went, we went from shooting our highest percentage all year on a Friday night to turn around and you shoot your lowest percentage of the year on Tuesday, the next Tuesday, and that's just sometimes, how, you know the way basketball goes, and it's yep. kind of what I took from that. But but it was especially it was one of those nights, you know, where where I mean, uh, you know, shooting well, shooting well and playing well are not one and the same. Uh, those those two things are different. But that particular night, we did both. We we played well and we shot the ball real well.
1: Um. You know, even through the state run and and beating Brazosport and West Coast, those were great games. But for me, the biggest biggest game um, was when Sam Houston dropped to 3A and uh, we were in the same district. Um, And, you know... Sam Houston's going to go to state. and They're going to kill everybody once they get to district. Um, you know, we played them over there the first time – the first game in district play. Um, and, and, and we walked out of there only losing by three or four points. And after being down on 15-16, then I told my guys, we're going to beat them when they come to our house. And we're going to finish this district, tie for district champs. We're going to do it. And, you um, know, our little – at that time, we played in the original high school gym. And I mean, we can only see eight or 900 people. I mean, the fire marshal would have walked into that gym – they would have shut it down. I mean, we was a standing room only type of situation. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a back and forth. Dunks are going both ways. I mean, we had a guy at that time that could fly out of the gym, catch an alley-oops, um, uh, uh, Jacob or Jordan Hillier. Um, I, I still remember his kid stats, 25, 13, five blocks. And um, uh, we walk away winning by two um and it was just it was a stunner yeah it was a stunner i mean wasn't supposed to happen um they were not going to lose in the play or not and not going to lose in district play and we beat them in our house and uh and i mean we even jumped up on them early i mean it was a double digit at one time so to me that for for especially early in my my head coaching career that was that was one of the probably the most memorable game yeah nice Let's talk about most impactful moments that you guys have had. And
0: as coaches, you know we get into this business and working with kids, and, and it goes much deeper than basketball, right? And so, just you don't have to use names or or any particular stories at all. Just things that kind of let you know that we're in it for the right reasons. Um,
2: uh, we lost uh, when I was utopia little 1a school we had um we we ended the season uh we lost in the regional finals and uh that that's all i think that's the one you know sometimes you remember the losses more (laughs) and that's the one that if i if i could get it back that's the one i'd have back because um it was the regional finals you know and uh um we're playing uh we didn't. We didn't play great, but anyways, we we had a chance to to uh, to tie it, and we missed a layup at the buzzer. Like um, we had fouled, we had you know we'd fouled to stop the clock, put them on the free throw line, and we had worked on a break coming back. You know, basically a, a sideline type. So we, we knew we were going to be able to get a shot, yeah. and we got a great shot, and the ball came off the rim, and uh, we we you know, we missed the layup. now we would have had to win it with. We would have had to do to win the game in overtime with one of our bigs out who fouled out. But, um, I, I remember, um, I, I, I just felt so bad for the kid that missed the shot. And so my first reaction was to go over to him and just give him a hug. And, um, I didn't think much of it, but, um, you know, that kid always stayed with me and, um, Uh, you know, somebody mentioned it, I don't know, a year later or so when I was in a a Sunday school class and, uh, uh, somebody mentioned that I had done that and how they were kind of moved by it. And, and, uh, so I thought, well, you know, you know, play didn't work maybe, but I did something right, I guess. So, um, you know, but the fact that the kids always kept in touch with me and, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I know he was heartbroken, but he didn't let us down. If he hadn't have been out there, we wouldn't have had a shot. So, um, that, you know, there, there's a lot of moments like that. But, but that's one, you know, to answer your question that kind of sticks out.
1: Coach Bennett? Um Most impactful, I, I this was during the state run. when um, We played Lytle in the first round. Um, we were We were down, like – I mean, you know, one versus four, we're down 15, 18 points. And, um, you know, this was one of those situations to where, um, you know, I go into halftime. I didn't go screaming, yelling, hooting, hollering. I just had a meaningful talk. And, you know, we get back in the game. And, um, but we're still not playing our best basketball. And my point guard just, you know, Isaiah's just not getting his act together. And then so I don't know, I think about three or four minutes left in the game. And I, and I, in a timeout, you know, and I get after him. I said, listen, you want to be the man? It's time for you to be the man. It's time for you to take over this game. You know, stop stop deferring to everybody else. It's time for you to put your stamp on this game and this season. It's now or nothing. And from that point on, he took over the game. And I, I, He got fouled a handful of times, took it to the basket, finished, whatever. But from that point on and from the rest of the run, I mean, it was just like he was unstoppable. And I, it's like a switch finally, you know, in his head turned on because even throughout the season, as good of a season as he had, he was not um, – I just didn't think he he was playing as well as he could. Um, but just that – just jumping on him about being the man, you know. So um, that probably was probably the most impactful thing that I've ever seen as far as, as – um, just getting just getting somebody going and sustaining that momentum for not just a game but for you know weeks for for multiple games and for weeks so yeah and I'm sure so that confidence that
0: you helped give them on the court translated to a lot of things uh, off the court as well
1: oh most definitely most definitely um, you know it's it's funny because I his in the back of his mind you know this is a kid that um, you know, went, to, did the summer camps, play day, you played at the, the big travel uh, tournaments, um, was Getting letters across all over the country. And, you know, the previous season, his junior year, um, broke his leg because, you know, on a foul, got fouled, went into the wall, broke his leg. So he missed the majority of the summer. Um, so then all those offers started to die because as Coach Lacey, as all of us know, that recruiting is not what it used to be. You know, coaches show up in the gym, coaches call, uh, coaches request, um, you know, VHS tapes. <laughs> um, so now just let me, go watch, uh, let me go watch a couple of games, um, AU games. Hey, let's sign this kid. And when a kid's not there, it's like, okay, um, well, apparently he's not worth going to check up on anymore. So, you know, I know in the back of his mind, it's like I should have already been signed, which he should have been. Um, so I think that was part of the reason why there were some struggles throughout the, that his, his senior year. Um, and I mean, I remember going to the state tournament. Um, I'm I'm all of a sudden I'm feeling phone calls from tons of D3s. Like, why is this kid signed? Is he a bad kid? Is his grades poor? Is is he got a bad home life? And I'm like, he's got a fantastic home life. This kid's, you know, maintained a 3.5 GPA. He scored over a thousand SAT. Um, so yeah. Um, but You know, I just, you know, you just told him, look, just keep playing, keep doing what you're doing. But you want to be the man you got to show these people that you deserve to be here. So, yeah. You know, uh, um, before we, uh,
0: you know, call this one a day, Coach, uh, I just want to ask Coach Penna, what exactly has my cousin Shelly told you about the time when she tried to drown me in the pool? Has she told you anything about that?
1: (laughs) She just says that it's, it's, it's you. You, you, upset her, you upset her, and um, it's, it's technically your fault. Your fault. So that's something that you're going to have to take up.
0: I was about three or four years old, and, and,
1: and she, she knows that you're not going to want to do that.
0: Yeah, I was just minding my business, to be honest with you. I just wanted to get that out there and so it's clear.
1: Well, minding my business. Shelly doesn't, Shelly doesn't mind her business, and that's part of the problem. <laughs> nah, I love my cousin. I appreciate I
0: you know. guys taking some time out to hang out and talk. Um, I know we got the TABC Clinic going on right now and and all kinds of things at home. So I'll let you get to y'all's meetings and and about the rest of the day, uh, but I appreciate you very much.
2: This is great. I'd rather just sit around and talk like this. So I I appreciate you doing it, Marcus. This is fun. Uh, Yes,
0: sir. I appreciate you. Thank you.
2: All right. Thanks, Coach Penna.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you. You guys have a good day.
2: All right. You too. Thanks, Marcus.